Johnny knows best may contain adult language and explicit content. Parental discretion is advised. Host and subject matter may be offensive, extremely petty, or both. Additionally, Johnny knows best is not liable for guest content, censorship, or hurt feelings. Hello, everybody. It is Sunday, September 27th, 2020. And you are now listening to episode 65 of Johnny Knows Best. It's going to be called No Justice, No Peace. And uh, it's a very loaded episode. But before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to come on here and just say, uh, you know, a few things. Um, You know, I wanted to thank everyone for all the positive feedback and uh, positive things that I got um, from people that listened to my last episode, episode 64, Grief, Pain, and the Mabel Mays episode in which I talked about, you know, my mom's passing from earlier this month and how much it affected me, how much it still affected me even today. Um, I got a lot of uh, positive messages about that, people that listened and said that, uh, you know, they could tell how hard it was for me to get through that particular podcast and um it really was it was very difficult for me to do but i'm glad that i did it i'm glad that uh you know i got to have a bit of closure you know i I haven't you know had closure all the way with my mom's death um i think it's going to take a very long time before I, i get all my closure but at least i got a great you know, a big amount by, um, you know, doing that show, doing that podcast. And uh, I appreciate everyone that listened. And uh, yeah, let's get into episode 65. Um, You know, one can't grieve forever. You got to get back to being petty at some point. for some reason um i heard it a few weeks ago and i've just been listening to it nonstop. but yes thank you everyone for listening for clicking on my show um like i said we got a very loaded show for for y'all today to listen to i say we as if there's just there's more than one person here it's just me but what i mean by we is um i actually have two guests on today's episode um the first guest is my friend Jessica Claire Alexander, um, you know, Jessica, she's been on this show more than one time, more than two times. I think this is her third time being on the show, and uh, I always have a good time talking to Jessica. I actually recorded this conversation with her um, two, what, three weeks ago? Um, it was the day my mom passed. We, like Me and Jessica had done the podcast that morning. And my mom passed that afternoon, and so the audio never got to go up, and I never put it up. So it's from a few weeks ago, 
but I wanted to get that audio up because it was a very interesting conversation on uh, that I had with Jessica about where she is in her life, and uh, we were talked about relationships a little bit. We had some technical difficulties, um, you know, so it's kind of cut up a little bit, but I will put up, you know, what what I could. And uh, I just thought it was an interesting conversation. And the second conversation on today's episode is with my my good friend Zamora, who actually came on the show for the very first time. And we actually had a very, very interesting conversation about her book, which you can get on Amazon right now. It's called The Block. Please go out and, uh, you know, support Zamora. And, uh, you know, order that book. It's, uh, I actually ordered it myself already. I just need to read it. And I think I'm going to do that today, actually. I don't got anything going on tonight. Well, I'm watching um, WWE Clash of Champions tonight. And uh, me and my friend Mike, shout out to Mike uh, Jensen. We're supposed to do a podcast tonight. So maybe... But you know I'm not going to go to sleep, so I'll probably end up reading Zamora's book after, uh, you know, I watch the show and we do the podcast. But, um, yeah, so two loaded conversations, two huge guests. Uh, when I say huge, I mean very, very important. Um, like I said, I always have fun talking to Jessica and Zamora, who is launching her own podcast in November. Um, you know, she she just wanted to uh, come on the show and get a feel for it. And uh, I think it turned out to be one of my best conversations ever. That's later on. Um, but first, we're going to get into the conversation with Jessica that I had uh, a few weeks ago that uh, y'all never got to hear because my mom passed away the same day, so it never went up. But this is a conversation with Jessica, and then I'll come back on after that and talk to y'all, and then I'll put up the conversation with Zamora. But here's Jessica right now. Yeah, I do, because I've been doing my own podcast, so I kind of have an idea of how it works a little bit better. That's awesome. Tell me about it. Tell me about your podcast. What is it about? It's about your uh, your company, right? Yeah. So my podcast that I do is not a personal podcast. It's for the company that I work for. And we talk about mm-hmm. like, like I'm a recruiter. So we talk about like interviewing skills or company in general like what we do at the company uh, because not only are we a tech company but we also um are a staffing company so we talk about the different positions that we staff for uh-huh. so it's okay i would much rather a podcast where i can talk about myself why don't you do a personal podcast um i don't really know probably because that's just one more thing to add to my plate that i would get stressed out about Right, right, right. I feel like I would have fun doing it. I feel like I would get stressed out. Um, I I think you'd be really good at it, though. I know. I think I would be okay. So what you been up to? Oh, just uh, same old, same old. Working and trying to stay alive during the pandemic. And uh, that's pretty much it. There's not really anything else to do. But go to work and... um. You know, not doing too much of anything else, trying to just stay safe, stay alive. Are you still working two jobs? No, I only I'm only doing one now. I let one of them go and then I cut down on uh, one of them significantly. So I'm only I'm really only working like part time, but it's uh it's really helped me a whole lot, you know, not to be. So I was really overdoing it. I was basically doing like 80 hours a week. Yeah, that's a and, lot. Um, that's a lot for a healthy person. I'm not a healthy person. Yeah, no So kidding. I had to, uh, well, I had no choice after this last little stroke uh, slash seizure incident that I had where people thought that I died. I had no <laughs> choice but to uh, slow down a whole lot. Yeah, someone started that rumor and it just took off. 
Yeah, that's happened more than one time though. I remember um <laughs> one time it's it's very funny. One time like several years ago, I had like a bad seizure at my apartment and uh I remember that uh you know the the EMTs had to cuz I I lived upstairs at the time and they had to come and uh put me on a cot and uh, carry me down. And someone saw it and they thought it was a body bag or whatever, because I guess <laughs> they saw it from like a distance, like from across the way or whatever. And so they started telling everybody that I passed away. And it, it got like all the way to my mom and, you know, like all the way to like uh, from Alabama to Atlanta. When, you know, I have relatives in Atlanta and people were calling me and, and I'm like, no, I'm not dead. You know, it's just I pass out sometimes. Man, how but, does it feel to have died a couple times to everybody else? I mean, it, it, it it's hard to clear up sometimes because, <laughs> you know, you really freak people out when you answer the phone. They First of all, I don't know why people call you when they think you're dead. <laughs> you know? But when you actually answer, you really do freak them out for a few minutes. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I remember this last time we were just like, who is this? What? Don't say stuff like this. Yeah. Um, you can't just go around saying stuff like this when it's something you heard. Yeah, I think she's off of Facebook too because of that. Because she had so many people like uh, give her a hard time because of that. Um, yeah. I don't know her really well, but you know, um, it was just one of those things that she heard, and I guess she just kind of jumped to the conclusion. Yeah, Which I understand because a lot of people weren't able to get up with me because when I have one of those like episodes, I'm usually like out out of it for like a few days. Yeah. And yeah, that uh, yeah, that yeah it, it takes me a while. It really takes me like a good week or so to get back. Well, you know, at least you know people love you. Yeah, I'm I'm very loved or People um, miss my shit posting, I guess. Uh, <laughs> if love. I go, it is, it's, it's a form of love. If you go more than, uh, if I go more than two or three days without posting, people automatically, I'll have people inbox me, are you okay? Because people, <laughs> I guess I'm that paying on there. Social media celebrity. Uh, I'm not a celebrity. I wouldn't go that far with it. <laughs> A lot I would of people. Say we're both a form of social media celebrity. Uh, maybe, maybe we are. We're we're infamous in a way. A lot of people like us. A lot of people hate us too. That's true. <laughs> but you know, that's that's something, I guess. Yeah, it's something. It's definitely better. Um, better than my dating life. My shit posting. How's that going? Your dating life, not your shit post. My dating life is has calmed down significantly um, since I decided to like not sleep with people. Okay. Until I get to know them, um, which people usually don't hang around for that long. So ah. yeah, they don't, which is fine. I get that. They, because they take it very personally. They think it's about them, you know, and it's not. But mm -hmm. um, I decided a couple of months ago to do things a little bit differently with my dating life. And I mean, I, I just decided to put a different foot forward when it comes to meeting somebody. Because I'm a very sexual person. So I decided. So were you, were you sleeping with people immediately before? Yeah, pretty much. Just kind of like doing, if I wanted to, I did. Like on the first day, it was just like hooking up before you really knew the person? Yeah. If I felt like it, I was just doing mm -hmm. what I wanted. Right. And if I wanted to get laid right away, that's what I did. So, so now I'm kind of doing things a little bit differently. And um, I would say I enjoy it because mm -hmm. it has shown me that there's more to me than just sex. You know, although I'm a very sexual person and there's nothing wrong with sleeping with people right away. I want to make right. that clear. But for me, mm -hmm. I started really wanting something different out of these relationships. So I'm like, okay, if I want something different, then I need to act different. Mm -hmm. 
So, so you're trying to get a meaningful connection now. That's what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I'm trying to get a meaningful connection, and it's a little bit difficult. Um, I was dating one guy. We dated for actually only about a week, but I really liked him right away. But I kept getting this knot in my stomach when he would tell me when he would tell me stories about about girls he was dating in the past. Like something was telling me that it wasn't adding up and it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. So I broke it off with him and I told him like, I would love to continue seeing you, but I also want to see other people as well. So I don't want to be exclusive. Right. And, and he didn't like that very much. And I think part of that is my fault because I brought him over to my friend's house for a game night. And, you know, he kind of took that as, Oh, she's introducing me to her friend. She wants to move forward. Mm-hmm. When I didn't really mean it like that. So I think partially that's my fault. And you only dated him for a week? Yeah, I only dated him for a week. Were you guys intimate? No, not at all. Oh, well, then he shouldn't have made any um assumptions that you guys were like, you know, going to be something, you know, anything more than what it was, though. Just because you introduced his friends or to your friends. That's what I thought. I thought, you know, since we're not sleeping together, um, you know, maybe he'd understand, like, I just I just want to hang out with my friends. And, friends and, but, but, you know, he took it real hard and um, whatever. So that's that. Mm-hmm. There's probably something your intuition was telling you about him anyway. Yeah. Something wasn't adding up. And just because you never found out what it was, it might have been something. And for him to get so upset, you know, when you told him, you it's not like you were dumping, dumping him. You were just saying you didn't want to be exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying I didn't want to be exclusive. And, you know, I think, I think I definitely take ownership because. I was confused during the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sure I confused him to a point. Um, but I think the fact that I didn't sleep with him really saved me from getting overly involved because I don't want to be overly involved with somebody who's mm-hmm. given me icky feelings, you know? Yeah, especially after your last uh, serious relationship oh my that God. you that didn't go well. And we won't go into you. Um, yeah, but, exactly. You know, after but, that, you definitely want to be more cautious about what you do. I do. And I really want to listen to my gut. Um, although I don't know how much of that gut is anxiety. And, mm-hmm. you know, but I still need to listen to it and not ignore it. But there's another guy I'm kind of dating. Okay. Tell me about him. And, yeah, he's pretty cool. His name is Isaac. Isaac. Okay. It's Isaac biblical. What did you say? I said it's Bill Isaac from the Bible. Yep, from the Bible. Good old Isaac. And right. he, he's fun. Like, they always say, stay with the funny guy. Funny guy. Uh-huh. And and I'm for that. Um, so we, like, we've got... Or are you just, like, uh, out sarcastic funny? Like, what type of funny is he? He's kind of, like, goofy, kind of stupid funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of that, you know. I'm a big fan of the show Workaholics. You're a very funny person. I'm what? <laughs> You're a very funny person. I am. So I like I like to have somebody who doesn't take themselves or life so seriously. Right. So Isaac is real funny. He's um. He thinks I'm very pretty, which is very nice. I think he's I think he's attractive. He's not the normal guy that I would go after. Like he doesn't have any tattoos. He's not, you know, tall. He's not uh into the same music that I'm into. But he's got this personality that I really like. Um and we've gone on a couple dates. Um and the dates we've gone on like he's held my hands throughout the date. 
Um, but then we uh-huh. left the movie theater. I know, right? It's fucking sweet. We left the movie theater and um I went to grab his hand and he dropped my hand and I was like of course I started reading into that big time so I was like, Well, I don't like this guy anymore. Uh-huh. But but what do you think? Do you think I should write that off? I mean, there could be a reason why he did that. You know, maybe you took him by surprise. You know, maybe he just didn't want to, uh, maybe he didn't want to um, show public affection. I don't know. There could be a hundred different reasons why he did that. I wouldn't, like, read too much into it. Okay. Well, then I won't, even though I already have. I'll try not to any further. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even, you know, because... If they're if if you mostly like him, then or you could just talk to him about it. Ask him why he did that. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I never thought about asking him about that. Just be direct. Um, you know, guys, a lot of times we do stuff and we don't realize that it, it affects you as a woman, and we don't even even know that we did something wrong. Right. So maybe, you know, he could probably tell you, you know, why that would be, that's my advice to you. Just talk to him about it. Like, you know, don't make it like a big issue, but just bring it up, you know, in casual conversation and ask him if, you know, what's up with that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. And I think a lot of times us females don't ask those questions, or at least I know I don't. And it, it, that comes with not wanting to be honest and being scared of getting an answer we don't want or, um, you know, just, yeah, pretty much not, you know, getting the answer that we don't want yeah. or we so like you, to assume. Yeah, men and women, they think fundamentally, they think differently. Um, that was a big thing for you. It probably wasn't even a big thing for him. And you probably didn't even realize, you know, that, that something. And you're reading yeah. into, you know, you're reading into what happened and it probably didn't even dawn on his mind. And uh, yeah. the flip side of that is, you know, you might do something and it could be huge to him because of something that's happened to him in his past. And it could be nothing to you. Yeah, you're right. That's why, you know, it's important just to have that communication. Just talk to the person. So, do you think communication is something that needs to start right away when people start seeing each other? Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think communication is a bad thing. You have to let the person know, you know, what you're about, what you want, whether this thing is casual whether it's going to lead to something, you know, otherwise you, I think you're just wasting your time. I think communication yeah. is really important mm-hmm. like right off the bat. Um, huh. You don't think about how many, many times you've, you've dated someone and it, it could have been something or it, it possibly could have went somewhere, but you had some kind of stupid misunderstanding on your part or, or on their part. And yeah. uh, you, you end up, you have to, one of you or both of you end up ending it before you can find out what, if it's really going to be something. Yeah, you're right about that. A lot of the times, um, you know, we get too scared to be honest. Yeah. That's men and women, um, you know. Yeah. Especially as we get older, I think uh, sometimes our anxiety and our fears, you know, the more bad situations that uh, we deal with and that happen, you know, I think it affects, it affects us to the point where we put more walls up and we're, we're less likely to want to take a chance as we would have been, you know, in our early twenties, you know? Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Especially the more that we start figuring out what we want. Like, I have an idea of what I want in a relationship. And then it's like the second that something happens, mm-hmm. that's going to hinder me from that. And like, no, I'm done with this. 
Yeah. So let me ask you this. Do you, do you want to be in a committed relationship or do you just want to date casually or what is it that you really, really want? Well, before I was just wanting to date casually, um, but now that time has gone by and I spend more time by myself kind of understanding what I want, I think that I'd like to be in a committed relationship, but I really don't know if I'm willing to put in the work. Right. It's a lot of work and I don't, I don't know if that's something that, one, I have time or energy for or that I'm ready for. Yeah, because you got a lot going on with your career, and um, yeah, it's a lot of work. It but is, you can't and now, go ahead. Uh, I was saying you can't do it by yourself. The other person has to, uh, you know, it's a lot of work for the other person, too. It is, it is. So so what are you doing with your time besides working? Are you, are you taking care of yourself? Are you doing anything to, like, enhance your spiritual life? I've been doing some meditation and I've been doing some, uh, some exercise because uh, I lose weight. My weight has gotten out of control, but I'm way heavier than I thought I was when I weighed myself. And so I've been doing a lot of uh, um, physical and mental work. Um, try to clear my head and Recently, I've uh, I've had to let a lot of uh, negative people in my life uh, go. People that were holding me back, and Phil. So that was some of the conversation between me and Jessica. The audio was not that great. I didn't realize until just now how like how shitty the audio was the conversation was great but the audio itself was not that great uh so i apologize for uh spots there that kind of cut out and couldn't i think it's just on my end probably just my connection was bad because she was coming in pretty clear but uh there were spots where you couldn't really hear me talk so but she uh that last uh thing that she said she had asked about my uh how my relationships uh were going or uh like my dating life or whatever she was getting in that which i don't really have a dating life and uh then she asked about uh my spiritual fulfillment which i'm not really doing anything to be spiritually fulfilled like i pray and stuff but uh i really need to start going to church on a regular basis i really should uh once again i, I know my mom she would uh, want me to start going to church. Um, that's something that I always promise her. But then, you know, because of life and because of work and everything, I would never uh, fulfill that. But I'm going to I'm gonna work on it. I got some things I got to get together in 2020. But uh, 2021, that's one of my main goals is to start going to church on a regular basis. But um, even though that conversation was kind of spotty with me and Jessica and the audio was not that great. The conversation I, this next conversation I had with Zamora, it came in very clear. Um, we didn't have any kind of technical difficulties. It didn't cut off one time. And uh, we had a great conversation. We talked about a lot of different things. We talked about the Breonna Taylor decision. Talked about Black Lives Matter. We talked about, uh, you know, Trump and Biden and, you know, how like uh, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party and the two party system in general is not working for a lot of us. But uh, we we discussed that. And um, also we discussed the whole offset Cardi B situation. So we got into a lot of things and uh, which you're about to hear momentarily. And uh, like I said, I just wanted to tell everyone Please go on Amazon and uh, order Zamora's book. It's called The Block. And yeah, so this is my conversation with Zamora. And then I'm, when I get through talking to her, I come back on here and close the show out. Uh, this episode of Johnny Knows Best, I am joined by world-renowned author, 
Um, Zamora just uh, recently wrote a book called The Block, which you can get on Amazon. And where else can you get it? Um, it's currently just on Amazon, but you can get the electric version or you can get a hard copy. Okay. Um, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, I know it took me a, a while to uh, convince you to do this for like uh, almost like a couple years now. But I'm glad that you finally decided to do it. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I just, you know, decided that this was something I definitely wanted to look into. And you're going to be my first time being on the air with everything. So I'm so excited. Right. So what kind of uh, podcast are you are you looking to do? Are you looking to do one um, biweekly? And what kind of things do you want to talk about? Honestly, I can do so many things because I love so many different things so I'm still trying to listen to a lot of podcasts and see kind of what I want to do I know I definitely will throw some type of celebrity gossip in there uh, yes at yes, some yes. Point. so definitely that I definitely you know follow very closely what's going on in the news especially as far as Black Lives Matter so I definitely want to incorporate that into the show too but then it's like also I watch a lot of TV I would like to talk about I read a lot of books I would like to talk about I love food so just I I, I really don't know yet but something I need to start recording something <laughs> um you know that's pretty much what I do I just talk about whatever I want to talk about sometimes it's serious sometimes it's just you know me being funny or right. me just talking about entertainment or like you said television or movies, or just whatever I want to talk about. Netflix, just anything. Yes, I'm a huge TV head, so I, I love talking about shows and everything. I get so invested. <laughs> what kind of what what shows are you into right now? What am I watching now? So I think Girlfriends um, was recently added to Netflix, so I was watching that back. Have you heard of Girlfriends? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm very familiar with Girlfriends. I, um, they never really got a last episode. Like, not a real one. No, they didn't. And now, I, mean, I think it was canceled suddenly, I think. Yes, it was. And now that I'm, you know, of course, watching it now as an adult, I have a whole different perspective and everything. So that's what I'm going through now. But um, I've heard of a bunch of different shows. I, I've honestly watched some of everything. Like, if you name a show, I've probably at least attempted it or watched it or something. But have you seen a Ratchet yet? I haven't, but that's on my list. I have a show list and everything. It's it's pretty good. It, it starts out, it gets a little slow, like in the middle. But what is it's pretty it about? good though. What is that one about? It's, about this, it's hard to describe what it's about. It's about this nurse, and it's set in the past. Uh, have you seen American Horror Story? Yes. Okay, well, it has a, it's about a girl from American Horror Story. She's in it, and she plays a nurse that uh, she takes over this hospital. And uh, it's it's really it's kind of hard to describe, but it's, it's a really interesting show that you probably would like. I think you would like it. I think we're interested in the same stuff, but you gotta check it out. I will. I will certainly check it out. Okay, so you you talked about the uh, Black Lives Matter movement. I know that you've been uh, a part of that for a long time, even mm -hmm. before you know, everything that's happened this year with, uh, you know, the George Floyd uh, situation and the mm -hmm. Breonna Taylor situation, which we'll get into mm -hmm. momentarily. Um, but uh, how do you feel about the fact that, uh, you know, this year, like with all the, 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 the horrible, you know, tragic things that have happened with the, the police and uh, brutality and the things are just escalating to the point where, um, now it seems like everyone, people that uh, you know, were not embracing Black Lives Matter when you know when you were because you've been you've been talking about it for a long, long time, and now mm -hmm. it's like a you know everyone, well not everyone, but you know there's a lot of people like really embracing the movement now and uh, mm -hmm. trying. How do you feel about that? Do you think uh, is people just? Jumping on a wave, trying to ride a wave of, of something that's popular or trendy now, or do you think they're really uh, about the movement and they really care about what's going on? Yeah, you know, can I be honest? <laughs> like, so, you have to be honest if you're going to be on my show. Yes. Okay. So great. So 
Honestly, at first, especially when it came around to Juneteenth this year and there was a lot of discussion around it, I kind of felt that at first, as far as, you know, it kind of seemed like everyone was kind of jumping on a trend. Um, And then as time went on, I tried to change my perspective a little bit because at the end of the day, I guess if this is a, a, a... um, group or movement that really matters to me, then I guess I should be happy with the fact that even if people are embracing it due to a trend, at least they're embracing it. So, I mean, that's yeah, that's the best way for me to look at it, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it just, I agree with that uh, yeah. to a point. But then also on the, on the flip side of that, sometimes people or using it, you know, for their own um, personal gain or, you know, to push their own agenda. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see that with a lot of companies that are are trying to embrace it because it's the trendy thing to do, Mm -hmm. you know, their own agenda and they don't really care about the movement or the message. That is that is very true. And that's definitely something I've seen um, as a trend now with, you know, these companies, if they want to get black support or seem like they're giving it you know they just throw a black person in a commercial or try to come up with something trendy in a commercial but at the end of the day when it comes to you know the police brutality whose side are they on when it comes to that so that I I certainly do agree with I think Mm -hmm. there's just so many different perspectives and I just try to look at it as positive as I can right now that's all you can do yeah try to be positive and try to um you know, keep the movement going and, uh, you know, keep talking about the things that, that you feel strongly about. Exactly. So let me ask you, uh, Brianna Taylor, how do you mm-hmm. uh, feel about this decision that was, uh, or what was, uh, you know, the, the one cop that apparently is getting indicted and uh, the rest of them doesn't like uh, anything is going to happen to them and it's not even mm-hmm. because her murder, you know, it's because of disturbing the neighbors, I guess. Um, right, right. I read that. <laughs> that went down. Mm-hmm. Like, be honest, how do you feel? Um, I'm very disappointed. Um, it's definitely something that I've been following for a while. I did, I will say that I did have a few days to process it because when I started seeing the news as far as them setting up the blockades and calling in the people to set up, you know, what they were setting up in Louisville. I knew that what was going to happen. I think we all knew, you know, so. Surprise. Yeah. So I think it, it wasn't like I, you know, woke up one morning and got on Twitter and read the, you know, the news article, you know, Um, I did have a few days to process it because once I saw that, I was like, okay, obviously we already know where this is going. I had high hopes for it. Um, Mm. Because as much as I followed with the story and everything and everything, you know, accounted and especially what they put her mother through, I think is what I sympathize with the most and her boyfriend. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, a very tragic thing. And, you know, I'm just I'm very disappointed about it. And I honestly feel like whatever happens in Louisville at this point, I mean, let it happen. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen, but if it did, I wouldn't be bothered by it. Right. Uh, It wouldn't hurt my feelings at all. And as far as the officers, I honestly hope um, that none of the three of them ever find any peace. And I hope they feel guilty for the rest of their lives about the lie that they took. Mm -hmm. And they should. Yeah. um, I wasn't surprised about what happened at all. Um, But Mm -hmm. It was still it, it's it's a weird thing more because it's not surprising but it's still like disgusting, right? You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like it's still like appalling, right? After everything that's especially everything that's happened this year, um, that uh you know they would make that decision and uh the I guess the, you know the black dude um in the press conference all the things he said. Was basically oh my he gosh, yes. like that was really I watched the whole thing. 
that I out. couldn't watch all of it. <laughs> I watched like the beginning of it, and I just I had to go because I was over him. Yeah, I know exactly who you're. But basically, about. he said, you know, he's saying that you know she was unjustly killed, but he basically justified what they did at the same time. Right, and uh, you know, there's been a lot of discussion. I know you've mm-hmm. seen it on uh, social media. Where people were saying, well, they did uh, identify themselves and, you know, the, she wasn't in bed and da, 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 da. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she uh, she uh, she had quit. Her, you know, she got fired from her job. You know, people just making excuses for what happened. Right. And, and I've seen a lot of it. I tried to avoid it, but, you know, you can't. Another thing that I think is something that's constantly overlooked with that story with is if the cops were oh so innocent in that situation, then why aren't they the ones that called the ambulance? Why was it her boyfriend that did so? You know right. what I mean? So it's just, yeah. I think that that constantly gets overlooked. Like from what now, I have read conflicting stories on whether the cops actually left the scene or not. But the bottom line is, if you guys really were innocent in this and you realize that you just shot a civilian, <laughs> then why didn't you guys call the ambulance? That's a good question. You know, I've seen... It's a fabulous question. Different, I've seen many, like more than two different accounts of what happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there was only one uh, one witness that said that he heard the, the cops um, identify themselves as only one, supposedly one witness. And there was like 12, there was like many people in the building that said that they didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, it's, it's real kind of, it's, it's very kind of uh, confusing, it, yeah. all the accounts. And then, you know, they're, they're trying to flip the whole the whole rhetoric and make the cops the victims basically or you know or, or just to say they were innocent and everything that happened they definitely you know definitely can't call them innocent no absolutely not and i think it's interesting that if i ask 12 people a question like and 11 of those people agree with one version and then there's one that doesn't i'm gonna exactly. the 11 people <laughs> so Right. So it's just, you know, and then, okay, let's say that one person did actually hear. Let's say that the cops did announce themselves. Let me tell you something. Nobody better pop up in my house at two in the morning doing nothing because they don't mm-hmm. get that same energy. Okay. Right, like, no. right. So <laughs> I'm not going to be listening to who it is. I know you just kicked my door in at two in the morning, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> I was watch- listening to like the specific uh, things that uh, the reporters were asking him, you know, during the press conference, and mm-hmm. even like how many times she was shot, like even right. that's in uh, like dispute that she was, you know, either shot five times or six times, and he was saying that no, she wasn't shot six times. There's like a projectile that was in her foot, and it wasn't a bullet mm-hmm. or or something like that, and I'm just like, you know, there's just so much. Like um confusion about this whole thing, but how can you say that you know she was justifiably killed? How you know out of all that, there's just right. it's, it's it's a little bit too fishy. It it really is, and I'm starting to notice a trend as well as far as when these type of stories coming out that they just start throwing all this conflicting confusing information out there to get everybody Mm -hmm. arguing instead of people looking at okay let's see what's all the facts across the board they just start throwing all type of shenanigans out there (laughs) like yeah yeah they did the same thing with george floyd too you know right Mm -hmm. when uh someone is killed by the you know someone's killed by the police or any, you know, any kind of violence is committed upon a person by the police, and then you have to you have to dig all in the victim's past, right? Exactly. Stuff that has nothing to do with the altercation or what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's 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 terrible. It's terrible the things that are going on in this country right now. It is. I saw a 
very good point on Facebook made. I, I can't remember who said it, um, but I saw something that was like, I don't know who needs to tell everyone this, but cops aren't supposed to kill guilty people either. So it's like whether or not they were this awful person and did all these crazy things in that moment, our police aren't supposed to be trained to kill whoever. That's not their job. So, right. You know, so it doesn't really matter what the person's past is anyway, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So. I agree with that. Absolutely. <laughs> If Breonna Taylor is this big time drug lord, which oh, I don't yes. think was, but even if she was, right, it's still it's like, just yeah. getting you know getting killed in her apartment. Exactly. You know, um, there the, it was just uncalled for. No, no matter how you, uh, no matter what account that you try to take, it just it, it still isn't right. It really is not. And uh, I think there's going to be there's going to be some kind of reckoning behind this. I don't know if there's going to be like, uh, you know, protests in Louisville, but uh, I agree with you. Anything that happens now is justifiable Mm -hmm. in in my point, in my my point. We have protests um, all. I know if we have them in Charlotte this weekend, so I'm sure if it's in Charlotte, it's in Louisville. Oh yeah, yeah. It, so things we'll are gonna get serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, with our president. <laughs> oh boy. You know, and uh, you know, the view the viewpoints that he takes, he doesn't make anything any easier on the rest of the Has country. Has he said Not, anything? Did I miss did he say anything regarding no, reality? He hasn't said anything about about the decision, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like in the past, like the things oh, that he okay. said and how, like he's con, you know, with a lot of these incidents, he'll congratulate the police officers or he'll back them right. up instead mm-hmm. of, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole presidential race on both sides. I'm not, I'm not really keen on either side, but that's another story. Oh my goodness. I, I know, right? It's like you're choosing between two two evils. Like if you really look at it, it's just kind of like and then there's all these pressure on, you know, people, especially black people to vote. And mm-hmm. like if we can just keep it a buck fifty, it's like, okay, so all this voting, like what has it really done? Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, okay, we're gonna choose between Trump and Biden and then what? Like, okay, I agree it probably can't get any worse than Trump, but it's just kind of like okay. Okay, Biden doesn't seem like he really gives a damn either. So he 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 <laughs> does seem like he gives a damn. And I I wonder, I was talking with someone about this earlier this morning. I wonder if Biden does get elected, mm-hmm. is Biden gonna live through a whole term because he, you know, like uh okay. mentally and physically, he doesn't look too well. Right. Like, I'm not wishing anything to happen to him, mm-hmm. but uh I just wonder if uh if he can make it through a full term as president and then if you know something happens to him that means Kamala Harris will become president I have a lot of issues with that you know yeah. how she, you know, she's another one the, you know I, I just don't I don't really trust either side I don't it's just, right. it's just figuring out which side is is the better of the two evils in my book right right or you know, possibly vote for a third party, which I I don't know. Yeah, we we don't know. We're just gonna say I'm very intrigued to see what happens on November third. Yep, and uh, everything that could lead up to that, you know, um, I think there's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting couple of months, I believe. Oh my gosh! Even the commercials. Have you seen the commercials? They have been hilarious. Oh they- yeah, yeah have been going in on each other and I have been laughing hysterically. Yeah, they're they're like, getting real petty. <laughs> they're getting super petty. I'm like, this cannot mm-hmm. be real life. Yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like Trump is gonna get reelected, but me too. You know, honestly. I, I just feel like I've been feeling like that for a long time. That he's gonna get no matter what. But it could go the other way. And uh I don't know if that's gonna be better or not. You yeah, know I'm I, I, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how he won the first time, but <laughs> um, yeah. So if they could get him in there the first time, who knows? We'll see. I called it the first time too because I would just be like, uh, 
you know, um, I was living in Enterprise, uh, Alabama at the time. Um, I live in Dothan now, but I was living in Enterprise at the time of that election. And I would just be like walking around, just looking, and uh, I would see, you know, Trump, Pence, 2016. I would see that everywhere. And uh, I oh, told I my know. mom, <laughs> I was like, I think Trump is going to win this election. And, you know, you know, everybody thought she, she thought that was ridiculous. I say it's, it is ridiculous. But it, I think it's going to happen. I really do. Because I don't think, uh, you know, people trusted Hillary enough to put her in office. Mm-hmm. You know, the email thing and all the stuff she had going on. Like, it hasn't been, it hasn't been good on either side. Sometimes I think that, that uh, the party system should just come down. I really do, because it's not working out. It really isn't. And it's just kind of like, I remember watching a Chris Rock comedy special a few years ago and he said something like, anybody who makes their decision before they hear the problem is an idiot. He's referring to the parties and that's essentially what they're doing. Is it like, mm-hmm. if you're choosing a side, like you're making decisions on stuff that like you haven't even heard what's going on. And also I read something else talking about how most, I can't remember the percentages, but most of Congress is like old white male and that doesn't reflect America. So how can they make decisions for, you know what I mean? Like the rest of us, when there's no other type of representation, it's just a mess. It really is. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know, but it, it definitely does need to come down. Yeah, um, you know, growing up uh, poor, well, not poor, but, uh, you know, we were kind of lower, I guess, lower middle class, I guess. Mm-hmm. And being black, um, everyone in my family automatically, you know, we were supposed to vote Democrat. Like, that was just like all the adults voted Democrat in my family right. coming mm-hmm. up. And as I got older and, you know, of course, I voted for I voted for Obama both times. Mm-hmm. And I still like Barack Obama. I really do. But um, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of people, a lot of other. I, I I like Biden. You know, when he was the vice president, I really liked Joe Biden. But mm-hmm. then as uh, I look more into him, like his stance on marijuana, um, which has changed now, you know, now that he's running for president, he's for it. But, uh, you know, sure. he was it for a long time. Mm-hmm. He was legalizing it. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of people in the Democratic Party that I don't agree with. So I can't really call myself a Democrat. And uh, I'm definitely not a Republican because I don't agree with, you know, most of those viewpoints. Right. Um, Pretty pro-choice everything. Um, I think uh, women should have a right, you know, to do what they want to do with their bodies. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm not against guns. I just have viewpoints that go on both sides. So exactly. I can't really call myself one or the other. So I don't really, you know, identify with either side. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really don't know who to vote for. I really don't. Um, I really think I'm, I'm not going to vote for either one. I think I'm going to vote probably for a third party, I believe. And I know that that third party is not going to win, but I just can't see myself voting for uh, Trump or Biden. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I still have no idea what I'm going to do. I know it definitely will not be Trump, but I'm not sure if I'm going to go. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm definitely (laughs) for Trump. Like, uh, Trump is just too, like, he's just too, just, just, I don't even know how to describe him. He's just just off the page, just, you know, racist, sexist, like everything. He's all of it. Like, um, he's the ultimate evil. Like, I, you know, as much as I don't want to see uh, Biden and Harris, I would almost be okay with that, though, um, just to see how it would go. Yeah. Anything better than what we have. I was laughing the other day because I'm like, I wouldn't even be shocked, like, if Trump throws a whole hissy fit and is like, well, I'm not leaving. Like... <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah. stay here you know I, I wouldn't even be surprised at this point because he's so petty like I can't yeah it should be an entertaining uh, I can't wait till they start doing the presidential debates this should be pretty entertaining actually oh and Donald Trump cannot debate worth a damn so those are uh-huh. always funny he is so nah. terrible at debating so yes, yeah I'm ready really- for it <laughs> yeah so 
So um, there's two more things I want to ask you about, and then I'm okay. going to let you go, because we've already done 25 minutes. We're doing really good. Um, sure. See how see time flies? I told you, like, it goes by like that, before you know it. It's like... Uh, Oh, yeah, you're you right. Know. I just looked down. I see here. It's 25 Yeah, it's 25 minutes. Minutes. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first thing I want to ask you about is, you know, you wrote you, you wrote a book called The Block. I did. How long did it take you, you know, to write your book? How how hard was it to get it published? And what, what kind of journey did you have uh, writing your book? Because I'm very oh. interested in that. I've always thought, I've always wanted to write a book. And I'm very, like, envious of you that you, that you, um, you know, you stuck to it, and uh, you tell us a little about tell us a little bit about that that whole journey. Sure. So I've I've always, always, always I had two careers that I had in mind when I was like younger and growing up. I either wanted to be like a lawyer slash judge at some point, or I wanted to be a writer. So I just decided, you know, the whole lawyer judge thing obviously didn't work out, but I was like, I could still, you know, become a writer. And I would just, honestly, I would just like read these. I read a lot of urban fiction and my thing was, I mean, I could write something better than this. That was always mm-hmm. my thing. Like, I mean, I right. could have done better than this. Cause I came across so many books that just like stuck in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I just decided it took, it did take me a few months. Cause I'm a very busy person. I'm a mom. I work 50 hours a week. I got, you know, I have mm-hmm. a lot of things going on. So it took a few months, but the the hardest part, honestly, is just writing it, like just getting it out, writing it and, you know, just going through the motions. Um, publishing is super easy. Like I really just put the book on Amazon and you hire somebody to do your cover. And that's really it. Like publishing is super easy. I could even like, once you get it done, I could totally refer you to some awesome videos, but that was really just just the process is just finding time I would literally have to be like nah I can't go out tonight because I do have you know a pretty busy social life also but really just making the sacrifice to want to get it out there and I don't know I guess I was just looking at it like I'm not going to be here forever it would be nice to get my work out there while I can and you know <laughs> so um, um this book series is going to be I'm thinking about three books, but then I have backstories that I want to add. So we'll we'll see how it goes. And then I have some so other are, ideas. <laughs> you already started on your next one? Yes, I have. The next one is going to be backstories to some of the characters in the first book. So it's not necessarily going to be the block part two, but it's just going to be It's like a prequel. Right, right. Exactly. Right. Okay. So. Well, you know, that could be like it could be a big thing, you know, um, if the right person reads it and picks it up, they might, you know, want to develop it into a movie or something. You never know. You know yeah, that happens I, with I never do. Yes, my son said that. He was like, Ma, he's like, what if they want to do a movie? I'm like, I appreciate that your dream is so big. But, and I think for the first book, I kind of, you know, just wanted to put it out there. Like I did my own editing and everything. I think for my second book, I'm going to take it even more serious and mm-hmm. promote it more and see where it goes. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm super excited. You know, you know who would pick it up? Tyler Perry probably would pick it up. Oh no! I think it was too ratchet for Tyler Perry. Probably. You think so? <laughs> I th- I oh I know so. <laughs> nah. Well, hopefully, like uh, it's very successful, and uh, I don't think your your son is wrong. And um, you know, it, it could it could blow up if you keep at it, and um, you keep you know developing it, and you you're gonna get better and better as you do it. Right. And, uh, you know, I ordered your, your book. I got to read the whole thing. I, I have to find some time and just sit down and read the whole thing. I think I might do that tomorrow, actually. Absolutely. And it's a quick read. Like, it's not like, I know it, it's not like super duper long. So, yeah, mm-hmm. let me know what you think. I would love to know what you think about it. Okay, I definitely will. Um, okay, the last thing I wanted to ask you about is a situation that's what, you know, we already talked about, we talked about politics Mm-hmm. And we talked about, um, you know, the Black Lives Matter thing. Let's get into some some uh, some ratchet entertainment. Well, okay. it's not like My anything. Favorite subject. <laughs> okay, so this whole Cardi B situation—that's what I want to ask you about. Oh, um, uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I, I know. First of all, I know you're a Nicki Minaj fan. You don't yes, really. I am. 
have you don't really have much love for Cardi B not in this really. whole not really like as an artist and I respect that like um I gotta be honest with you like I was more into Cardi B you know um before everybody else got into her that is exactly as, what as she I goes, said. As she goes on, like uh like WAP, I didn't really think WAP was a great song. And I said that, and you know, everybody came down on me. I said, no, I don't have anything against the video or against like the message that her and Meg are putting out there. I just don't think it's like it's not, it's not like um, I don't know how to how should I put this? It's not like the greatest like uh rap song ever. Mm-hmm. I thought like anybody can, you know, do that. So I criticize the song, not the the message or the video or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then you know it's grown on me. You know when when uh, Ben Shapiro and like all these conservatives got upset about, it, I was like, well, I kind of do like the song now. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> you know, Offset, as a uh, reportedly, um, allegedly uh, cheated on Cardi B again for like I don't know the third or fourth time. Who who knows? We mm-hmm. lost count. And uh, she's finally filed for divorce. And um, and then, uh, you know, a lot of people were criticizing her, talking about, uh, you know, you don't, you say on the song, you don't cook and you don't clean, but you got this ring, now you're filing for divorce. What do you, I, don't, I know you don't want to defend Cardi, but what do you think about <laughs> this whole situation? Well, okay. So first of all, as far as Cardi, the the main reason why I don't like her, I don't like what she represents as far as female rap. I'm somebody who listens to a lot of music. I've been listening to rap my whole life. Um, My father was actually a rapper too. So it's like, I, I take rap a little more serious than maybe the average female. So when somebody comes in and, you know, they're kind of just like an ex-stripper. And yes, she does have a good personality. Yes, she is very pretty. Yes, she does have um, stage presence. I'll give her that. But I don't like that she doesn't write her lyrics. Like, that really bothers me. Because okay. it's kind of like now we have now, because now what's happening is if you jump on YouTube, now there's a bunch of these little stripper uh, yeah. rappers that all they're doing is getting a producer and then bam, now I got to deal with these bitches, you know. It's a trend. Yeah. It's, oh my yeah. God. And I think that's what pisses me off about her. I don't like what she represents and what she's doing to female rap. And that's really it. Um, I think she's okay as far as her. As far as her marriage, I think that I'm the type of person I don't really, you know, date or anything anymore because I don't put up with nobody's shit. Like I'm just not mm-hmm. going to. So I think that if he would have, I would have bounced after he cheated the first. Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent That's what I said. Can you hear me? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So after the first time that he cheated, can you say? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I, keep, I keep getting a phone call and I kept ignoring it. Sorry. Okay. So, <laughs> and I just want to uh, make sure you can still hear me. But, um, yeah, as far as, yeah, I definitely would have dipped after he cheated the first time. I really feel like, um, if he'll cheat once, he'll keep, he'll keep doing it, you know? So, um, I'm, I'm proud that after the second or third time she was like, look, like, you know, I'm, I'm finna bounce and I'm finna go. And I like the fact that I'm a part of uh, that generation of women that will walk away from toxic marriages, you know, because it's like, there's this, all this mm-hmm. love people get for these 60 year marriages, not to say that some of those marriages aren't beautiful, but some of those marriages were really toxic, you know? So it's like, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, so I'm, I'm proud of of her for walking away I, I can give her that much so yeah, yeah. that's my opinion on it yeah because back in the day, uh you would stay with somebody where they're cheating on exactly. you put their hands on you no matter what they, they you write about that and you know people don't point that out enough that a lot of these these older people that have been married for 50 and 60 years they've been through exactly. some toxic situations I, child, I can name a and, few uh, <laughs> yeah um, I don't know if that's commendable. Um, the one thing I didn't agree with is, uh, you know, them staying together. People, you know, the last time, I, I think when this happened, the last time, like a couple years ago or a year ago, whenever it was, um, 
they were saying, well, they need to stay together, you know, for culture. They need to stay together for their child or whatever. And I didn't agree with that because you can co-parent without being in a relationship oh, with the person absolutely. or being married. And to the as somebody who, you know, like <laughs> I can just say that I personally know what it's like for, you know, two people to stay together for the kids. It's not it's not where it's at at all. It really ends up being more damaging at the end of the day, you know. It, it really does. You'd rather mm-hmm. your kids see you both being mature adults about the situation and y'all both being happy rather than just, oh, yeah, my mom and dad's together. Yeah, but your mom and dad, we you can't even bring them to your damn school because all they want to do is turn up in front of everybody. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And each other. Yeah. <laughs> Been there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, like, uh, more people get that message. Um, you know, and uh, and they follow Cardi's lead. I like, so. I, I do have all the respect for her in, in the world, the fact that she walked away from right. a really toxic mm-hmm. situation. Clearly. Yeah. Well, it's it's been, we did 36 minutes. I think that's, that's good for yes, your very sir. first time. We can wrap this up. And uh, I'll probably, like, put it up tomorrow. I'm going to do some editing and I'll put it with some more audio. And then uh, I'll put it up in the morning and I'll tag you and go back and listen to it. You Thank did you. great. Thank you. Did you. One- I wasn't too nervous, but and, I was uh, like, I didn't know. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> no, it's yeah. just a conversation. There's nothing to it be was- nervous about. Like, the most people that I do this with don't do half as oh, good as you did just you. now. Thank you. So- well, you know... And we didn't have any technical difficulties like usually like it cuts off like a bunch of times but it didn't cut off one time and thank you so, so that's much great for having me. i certainly appreciate it this will definitely this definitely gave me a feel for what it'll be like when i do my own and you'll have to come on my show too i definitely will just uh let me know whenever you do it and i'll right. definitely come on and uh, i hope Absolutely. you'll come back thank you too. thank you so much um, again. just let me know if you need anything else from me okay Okay, I sure will. Thank you so much, Zamora. So that was my conversation with Zamora. Like I said, it was a really, it it went really, really well. It was her very first time ever doing her podcast. She was great. Um, Like I said, you can find her book, The Block, on Amazon. Um, You can get it either in electric or you can get a hard body uh, cover. And, uh, or a hardcover <laughs> um, of her book. So go, please go cop that. Please go get that. And, uh, you know, look out for her podcast coming in November. And uh, one last thing I wanted to say was uh, rest in peace to the the late, great um, animal of uh, the Legion of Doom. Um, Mike Laurinaitis, Michael Laurinaitis, who passed away, um, at, uh, not, not Michael Laurinaitis, Joe Laurinaitis that passed away, um, animal, he'll go down as one of the, uh, one half of the greatest tag teams of all time, the Legion of Doom, definitely my favorite tag team. I just wanted to bring that up. And uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to Johnny Knows Best. Please, uh, you know, go listen to my other episodes on Anchor. Go follow me on Anchor. Favorite my podcast. And, uh, you know, if you favorite it, then you could possibly be on the show, too. And I want to thank Jessica and Zamora for being on my show. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. Um, Thank you all for listening. This has been episode 65 of Johnny Knows Best. No justice and no peace. And I'll holler.